Well, welcome back to the Company of One podcast. This is Dale Callahan, your host. This is episode number 188. Today we're diving into business ideas. Business ideas that you can start from home, primarily in the online type stuff. Now, this isn't coming from just you know another list of business ideas as much as it is people are struggling. I mean, I'm just finding over and over, people are struggling to find out what they can do. Seems like the number one question I get in a conversation is, I want a business I can start, but I don't know what to do. Now, if you search ideas, business ideas, you'll find an endless amount of information. Some of them silly and stupid, uh, but actually probably all of them viable challenge that we sometimes have is going through these as we're going through these business ideas is what works for us because it just seems overwhelming and I've talked before on other podcasts that as I meet with small business owners and people who are starting small businesses or perhaps spinning off a second small business they're overwhelmed with what to do first and there's so much information about all the steps to take Uh, There's so much information about all the ways to set up a business. There's even a ton of information to set up a dog walking business. You can just find out an endless amount of steps to take to get a business started. So today I just want to go over some simple ideas and then maybe how do you implement these simple ideas. So let's just talk first about what you can do as as I meet with people to talk about ideas, and a lot of times when people are calling up on my free coaching calls, they want to talk about what they can do. Matter of fact, the number one question is people say, tell me what I should do as a business. I'm sorry, if you want to call on that, I can't, but I will help you. I will help lead you into it. And it starts with the things that you love doing. It starts with the things that come natural to you. Now, I'll be honest with you, your hard spot in this is not really going to be the idea. Your hard spot is going to be realizing that your idea has merit because we undersell ourselves and we do it all of the time. But let me just walk you through a couple of ideas uh, just to show you that this is stuff that people really, truly pay for. For instance, coaching. We hear about the term coaching. Of course, we hear about terms coaching with a fitness coach or sports coach. And most of us are aware that there's things like executive coaches now and life coaches. And we even laugh at those people because you're like, what the heck do they really do? Uh, And some of them are questionable whether they should be coaching or not. But that's okay. But think about coaching as just a way of helping people with your expertise. Now, I realize we can help people, we can give people advice, we can help people with our expertise because uh, perhaps that they are people that are friends of ours, people that uh, we're just trying to help and we're trying to encourage. And those kind of things are volunteer, right? I'm volunteering information. But I'm talking about where you structure and you sit down and you help people. So let me give you some ideas, for instance. You're really good at helping kids move to the next level in a sport. Let's take soccer. 
you don't really want to be the soccer coach or anything because that's just a, an exhausting, that's travel, there's all kinds of things involved in that, but you can help kids move to the next level with a particular skill in soccer. In soccer. There's people that are being paid to do that, whether it's batting coaches, uh, you know, uh, um, pitching coaches, uh, quarterback coaches, whatever it is, there are kids out there and their parents, <laughs> this is the most important part, parents will pay to get their kids better at things they think are important. They will pay dearly. So some parents are going to pay heavily for things like music. Some parents are going to pay heavily for sports. And when they do, they want their kids to not only do them, but to excel in them. Let me just tell you, when operating in the homeschool world, I see, I just see a ton of people that were more willing to spend money on things like sports or on things like music. They'll spend $400 a month on music education, $400 a month on music education, right? But they hesitate to buy math products or English products or things to teach their kids. It's something that will cost all year. So they'll spend more per month on, on whatever it is, the interest of the kid. <laughs> and let's face it, the interest of the parent. So these coaches help move these things forward. If you can do that, all you really are looking for is a few people. So think about sports coaches. Think about health care for kids with conditions. I've talked before about... Um, people I know that are coaches for parents with diabetic children. Just all kinds of life chaos that comes at you because of these things. Uh, another one that you see that's a very common is parents who have children who have various eating, food allergies, these kind of things that uh, we are seeing a lot of today. And how do you deal with that? How do you cook for your child? How do you send your child to school where there's cafeteria and there's lunches? How do you manage all of that? How do you figure out what to buy? I mean, just all kinds of things that go on there that parents need help with. And especially parents that are new to something and they're discovering something becomes the coach becomes a point of education about the disability or disease or whatever it is, as well as they become a point of information of how to handle it and how to manage it. And another place that we see parents spending a lot of money is tutoring. I never really realized how much money tutoring, uh, how much money some tutors could make till my daughter started tutoring. And uh, she was telling me what her hourly rate was. And I, I was shocked. I just didn't think anybody would pay somebody that much money to tutor. Uh, and, and this was, I think, high school math. So it wasn't like they were, you know, an ACT or an SAT prep. It was just getting my kids through high school. And a lot of the people that were trying to get tutors, they went on both ends of the spectrum. I'm just trying to get Johnny a passing grade so he will get out of high school or I'm just trying to get Johnny a straight A so that you know he will excel in college and do all the things that they dreamed that he would do. So if you just think about for just a minute, if you have any inkling to helping parents or kids, especially if you've raised kids yourself, 
you have experience. Your kids were unique in one sense, but they're also a whole bunch of other kids just like them. For instance, if you have uh, had a child with food allergies and you had you felt like you were the only person in the world that had to deal with that, right? It felt that way. People looked at you weird when you brought special food to family outings. But you're not. You're not. You see a lot of that going on. And so how can you get out there in the public and help these other people? You have skills just from the sheer fact that you've had kids and raised them or you're raising them. Or that you were good at a sport. Or that you just, you don't even have to be necessarily good or great or world class or anything. You just have to be a little better than they are. A little better than average. A parent who's had a children, uh, who've had who's had children with eating things, eating disorders, or eating out food allergies, whatever you want to call it. I I don't know the proper term, so I probably just messed all that up. But you've developed special skills and special knowledge. So there is what we would call a coaching business that you could either do over the videos or especially local that you could get the word out. About more on getting the word out later. But let me just throw some other things out there. And these, all of these, by the way, every example I'm giving you is something that I know people who are doing these kind of things or I know of people that are doing these kind of things. And they're using tools like Facebook and they're using maybe a simplified website. Some don't have websites. Uh, but they just really get one-on-one with people and or sometimes in small groups of 5 or 10, 10 to 1. Uh, over something like a Facebook group or a Facebook um, or a Zoom call, and they're they're just helping these people. So this is not giant business structure. This is just getting down to earth with people, helping them. And in a related matter, you've got uh, in another category consulting for small businesses. We could all call this coaching too. But um, so let me give you a few areas of small business that a lot of small businesses need help. But man, it's just, it's all over the map. It's it's all over the map. If you see a small business that's making money, I'd say this of any business, but small businesses are sometimes easier to approach. They're making money. They got pains. They got thing. They got more to do than they can handle, even if they're not making a lot of money. For instance, payroll and bookkeeping. You know, after certain, usually the small business owner is doing all of this, and it's not a huge task. It's not a big deal, but it's something they would just like to get off their shoulders. And I know several people who are doing bookkeeping for small businesses, and they'll do like three or four different businesses. They have the QuickBooks. It's just something they do. It's not like they're skilled. They're not CPAs. They're not accountants. This is just something they're capable of doing from their home. Uh, You see a lot of people doing what you would call SEO, and that's a fancy term, search engine optimization. But a lot of people are helping businesses. And this doesn't mean you have to be a Google certified expert. That probably helps. But having some knowledge of it, a lot of it's just time. The time and energy to know in to know how to go change their websites, change wording on their websites, and do some simple task. A lot of it's just time, because as a small business, you know a lot of these things you need to be done. You may not know the details, 
but you don't have time. You're busy taking care of customers. A, another area that's related is social media. And a lot of you will say, I'm not a social media expert. But if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on LinkedIn, if you use any of these tools, and many of you I know use these tools prevalently all the time, and you're really good at it, uh, not me so much, just not my thing, but uh, but there's a lot of you that are on this all the time, but why not be paid to be on it? Why not be on there and helping me with my Facebook page or Facebook uh, or, or, or Twitter? Um, is it a Twitter page? Whatever it's called. On my Twitter account and helping me generate content for my business. It, it doesn't take you a lot. If you, this is something you do, it doesn't take you a whole lot of information to learn the key three or four messages I need you to get out about my business and help me just get this information out. It's really easy to do if this is something you're into. And businesses pay for this all the time. Yes, they, there's these big giant firms that do it, but why couldn't you, right? A lot of it might be business owners, friends of yours that are business owners that could you could do this for. Shipping is another one. Uh, a lot of with all these people doing uh, shipping services, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, a lot of us, we ship product, like one of our companies ships product. It uh, we've we've outsourced it, we've insourced it, we've uh, done all kinds of things for drop shipping and done it in different ways. But it's something that you're always looking at. What's a better way to ship stuff? So a lot of people, what they'll do is, I may. You know, I may be selling, you know, Widget X iPhone cases, for instance. I don't really want to mess with the shipping, but you take them and you keep them at your house and we'll send you all the shipping information and you handle it for us. Or maybe you come in and work for us, but a lot of people like to work from home. Customer service is another one. If you can sit there and answer customer service through a chat box or through a phone or through a Facebook Messenger's, uh, Facebook Messenger or you know any actually any of the social media you could set up and be a customer service rep for all types of companies or maybe multiple companies. So some of these things are what we would call businesses that you start. Some of the times what happens is you get sucked in and you actually start working for the business you're helping most. That's good too. Um, providing tech support services, another one that's kind of related to tech uh, to uh, to uh, customer service, but I see friends of mine that provide technical support, not to them, to the companies. So this is especially useful if you have some skills with products and services. Like today, I called the tech support group of somebody who makes heavy-duty kitchen appliances. So I'm talking about three-phase, you know, big, giant kitchens. This was a kettle uh, that it's big, a big soup kettle, and it was some some farmer I was trying to help that wanted to buy this kettle. These are like a twenty four thousand uh, dollar piece of uh, cooking equipment, and uh, so I got in touch with their tech support. Now I don't know if the tech support was actually at the company or somebody sitting at their home that used to work for the company maybe, and now is providing tech support. And, you know, I have no idea. And when you call tech support. Probably at a lot of times you're ending up at independent agents of somebody working at home. And they've just worked out this deal. Right? So these are all um, these are all things in the I would call in the coaching or consulting type of businesses where you're providing a service to people. 
So you can do any of these I just talked about. You can do them as an individual business. You can do them like a, where you're freelancing it uh, so or, or as a contract to companies. I mean, and, and what's so awesome is there's just so much stuff out there. There's so much work to be done that these things are everywhere. And I mean everywhere. Everybody you run into in the grocery store, there's opportunities everywhere. Now, finding them, finding your niche, that can be, you know, a challenge, you know, surfing out, trying to find ideas. We'll talk about where to get started again in just a minute. Let me jump into the e-commerce stuff because this one interests the people a lot. Uh, E-commerce, well, all this means is selling stuff online, right? eBay, Amazon, they're e-commerce. So if you were selling products, you could sell them on eBay and Amazon and several other platforms just like them. So there's platforms that are really good for clothing. There's platforms that are good for uh, sporting goods that you get to sell your own things. And there's just tons of them. There's, there, there's obvi- obviously there's even things like Craigslist where you see used products tend to be used products sold. Uh, but all kinds of things. And, you know, eBay used to be the thing that you sold used stuff through, but a lot of, I think it's mostly new products now. So, for instance, you sell products that you make. Now, I've recently, we were putting up shelves, floating shelves in our kitchen. And uh, floating shelves take a unique bracket that you don't find at Lowe's or Home Depot. So, if you go on Amazon or eBay and search on floating shelf brackets, you will probably find the brackets that I bought. And I bought them from a company, and I forget their name, Wood something. But uh, I, I had some conversations with them, at least over email, and it's a family-owned business. I get every ind- indication they operate out of their home or a small garage or something like that, and they make these brackets, and it's nothing but welded pieces of metal put together that serve this particular purpose. Uh, they sell the drill bit. They got great service. They do great stuff, but it's, you just, it's a unique product, and I don't know where the guy started doing it, or I'm assuming it's a guy, uh, but it's something that they made. I've recently run into another company where some, this is also a metal product. Um, we have a mailbox. Our mailbox is built into a brick or stone like we do in, in some neighborhoods. So you see the big brick thing and the mailbox is crammed in there. And our front of the mailbox is rusted and coming off. So I'm out there messing with the mailbox trying to get it out. And theoretically there would be a screw inside or something and I would take the mailbox out. Uh, but no, there's not. So it's it's crammed in there tight. And so I'm sure I could get screwdrivers and bend stuff and knock a little bit of concrete away and get that thing out of there and go buy a new mailbox and cram it in there. But I, in searching for the best way to do this, because that's what we do, right? I found mailbox fronts. And it's made just, it's somebody who's, who's taking a mailbox metal and they're making a little where you where you take the door off and it slides over the front of the mailbox and becomes the new door and it clips on and it's a new door so you don't have to replace the whole mailbox and it's made just for this unique purpose of people who have mailboxes that are crammed into some kind of concrete and it's hard to get them out to mess with now the cover itself costs as much as the new mailbox so it's saving the hassle right 
Uh, but here's a unique product that serves a unique uh, solution. I mean, it serves a unique problem um, that's out there that somebody's making out of their house. I got no idea. We see people making masks. Obviously, that's a big thing right now. I've, I'm seeing, by the way, mask companies uh, that are every there, wherever we're from homegrown to have grown up to being venture capital funded. So it's it's kind of a crazy business. Obviously, clothing. People are making all types of clothing, um, especially unique things, right? Dresses, uh, unique things for unique um, um, events, obviously weddings. But all, the, the thing um, I've noticed is, you know, what is it? The um, people making clothing that's dress-up clothing for, um, I forget, the people who play there's a name for it, role-playing games, and they get they get into it and they dress the part. And there's people who are making a living making this stuff, you know, but probably because they're into role-playing themselves and they're doing that. And, you know, these guys and gals go out and buy sewing machines and they can create capes and all this kind of crazy stuff that you just can't go out and buy just anywhere. So, so there's, you know, here's e-commerce where you're getting on there, you're making some of your own products, and you can you can either sell it on your own website sell it on Amazon, sell it on eBay, or many of the other types of features there. Now, let me just give you a hint. It's easier to sell on Amazon and eBay. You get more traffic or, or similar platforms, right? Um, it's better to sell it on your own website because you make more money. So just a thought there. Uh, become a value-added retailer where, where you are buying products and services or products off the, off the shelf and packaging them. So we do this in some of our homeschool products. For instance, we buy stuff in bulk from manufacturers, things like calculators and compass drawing kits and, and textbooks, things like that. And we value add to them. We provide some educational material and some tutoring type services, if you will, uh, that go with it. And so we bundle this stuff together and sell it. And it's what we call a value added reseller, where you're buying some products somebody makes and you're just buying them as they are and you're doing something with the product to add value right so it may be you know some uh you're selling dog leashes so you buy the dog leashes but you have a dog training manual that you've created that goes with it how to train your dog on a leash you know things like that so that's called value add you know so what you're doing is you're buying a whole bunch of one thing. And a lot of times people, what they're doing is they're buying a bunch of A and a bunch of B and they put these two products together uh, to create a kind of unique thing out there in the market. Uh, and, and obviously number three is just totally sell someone else's product altogether, be a reseller. So a lot of these things that you're seeing on, on Amazon and on uh, eBay and the, the various platforms is you're seeing people who have bought who've realized they can sell a widget. Let's, let's make, let's pick on phone cases, right? They can sell phone cases. And so they find a manufacturer where they can just go buy a whole bunch of them and they just put them on their website and they're just a reseller. They're just like a store. They're buying, they're, they're, they're Walmart, right? They're buying things and reselling it. Um, in all of these cases, what matters is drawing traffic to your site. Just like if you had a store in the mall or something, drawing traffic to your foot traffic or in this case click traffic but all of these things on e-commerce that i'm just mentioning it sounds overwhelming it sounds like it's a tough thing to get into but they're shopify 
Shopify is is a tool that's a lot like Facebook out there, except it helps you set up a store. And you see it even advertised on television. You get to you get to go up there for a small monthly fee. You set up a store. You sell products. They take care of payment junk. They take care of all kinds of things that you need to know uh, to be able to do this. The uh, the last category I'm going to throw out here is um, is teacher. Now I've kind of mentioned the teacher thing already, but let me just throw out a whole different types of teacher. Is creating online courses, right? Creating courses that are online, such as things like as Udemy or alternatives to Udemy. Think about things that are on your own site, for instance. Uh, if I want to create courses and put them on my website or your website, you can do that. It takes a little more work. The easier thing to do is create courses and put them on Udemy or put them on some of the many, many Udemy alternatives that are out there. Now, again, I'll hit this is you're going to make more money on your site, but Udemy is going to have more traction and bring you more customers in many of the alternatives. So recently I've just come across all kinds of cooking, cooking courses. Uh, the, uh, there's one called personal defense network where, um, these guys are out there teaching people how to use weapons, how to, uh, basically defend themselves and their family. And in this crazy time, it's a subscription. I think it's like $50 a month. These people are paying. I, I probably have that price wrong, but it's a subscription service where you are learning, with constant videos and training and these guys, I guess they're ex-military or something, and they're just teaching people self-defense with weapons and, you know, you name it. But you also see the same thing in sports. You see it in cooking. You see it in photograph. Uh, if you go to Udemy, if you haven't been to Udemy and just searching on your favorite hobby or subject, you'll find a bazillion uh, courses out there of everything known to man. And it's overwhelming but you have expertise. I don't care who you are, what you do. You have expertise to teach something. Go in Udemy and look at something. And you may think, well, I could teach that, but she did such a great job. And you get intimidated, right? But you, you have to realize you might very well be better at that than those people on there. Just because those people are on there doesn't mean they have any experience, doesn't mean they have your experience, and it certainly doesn't mean they're as good as you are at doing those things. Uh, so you see all kinds of things uh, in the, the uh, teacher space besides the tutoring. You know, so, um, I, and you just have to know. I mean, I've, I've talked so much. So, you know, I've talked to you about coaching, consulting, e-commerce, teaching, and I've even mentioned freelancing. For each one of these things, there's websites that are focused on it. Uh, for each one of these things I've mentioned, there's many, many, many people, probably millions for each one of these things I'm mentioning, that are making their full-time living doing these things. Now, I know what you're thinking, though. That's overwhelming, Dell. That's overwhelming. And here's what it is. And, and the reason I, the, I'm mentioning all this and I'm coming back to the overwhelming issue is because that's what I keep finding in my clients is 
they kind of know things are out there. They don't know it all. So what I'm wanting to kind of give you today is kind of a broad brush of, it's just unlimited opportunity. But they get their feet stuck on the ground and they can't move. So let me give you some simple hints of how to make this happen. Number one, pick the easy thing. Right, don't, don't go after the most profitable or where you think the business model's going or whether you gotta create some business model. If you can do X, pick something that you can do, right? Cooking, here's something I can do. And then how are you going to, what are you going to do with it? Do you like to buy stuff? Do you like to teach stuff? What is it? You know, pick the simple thing to do. And I do mean simple, go simple. Second is do it the easiest way. So pick the simple thing to do. For instance, the simple thing for me to do is I'm always buying, you know, different kinds of um, stuffed animals, for instance. If I was always buying stuffed animals and, and, and maybe putting some kind of clothing on them because it's just fun and me and the kids worked on it, uh, then the simple thing for me to do would be to try to sell some of those because I'm already doing it. And the simple way to sell them would not be creating a big giant website. The simple way to sell them is just stick them up on eBay or stick them on Amazon or stick them on Facebook Marketplace. Anywhere I can just stick something and put a price out there. So do the simple thing and do it in a simple way that helps you get started. Look, you're not making a commitment for life. You're, you're just experimenting to get money moving. So do the simple thing and do it in the simple way and do it now. Yeah, I mean, do it now. Write up something simple, take pictures, and just put something out there now. That means going to eBay, putting a picture up there, putting a description up there, and boom, doing it. That means going to Shopify and say, I'm gonna open a store doing this, and just going in there and just doing it, right? Do it now. And number four, when you, because when, I know this is going to happen, right? You're going to get overwhelmed and you're going to say, ah, it's not good enough. No, I mean, do it now. Do it now, do it imperf imperfectly. Do it imperfectly. I'm not sure if that's proper English, but do the simple thing, do it the simple way, do it now and do it imperfectly. Meaning it doesn't matter if it's junky. It doesn't matter if there's three or four different websites or products out there that are cleaner than yours. Just get it up there. We're not making a commitment for life. We're not trying to build an entire business here. We're trying to do what's called generate momentum. And if you can get something up there and people start paying you even inklings of amount of money and get you to get the feeling of what it's like to start to have money flow, you get encouraged. And then you start to improve products and services. Start simple, right? So do the simple thing, do it the simple way, do it now, and do it imperfectly. Just get it done. All right, I hope that encourages you. I, I really, really hope that encourages you. If you do any of this, because uh, I love hearing from you guys when you do stuff, is shoot me an email. You can shoot me at d, dale at dalecallahan.com or 
Facebook or LinkedIn, whatever, whatever makes sense to you. Put a, put a comment on the face on, on this podcast, the show notes at delcallahan.com slash 188. Uh, would love to see what you're doing and don't be embarrassed by it. I actually love the simple starts. That's the most awesome thing. All right. I'm going to leave it there. We'll talk to you next week.